guys, welcome to Chick Chat, the Baby Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Nina Spears, the Baby Chick, and today we're chatting with Lindsay Wynn, co-founder of Momotaro Apotheca, a certified organic and cruelty-free Volvo vaginal care line that supports your body's natural ability to heal. Lindsay founded Momotaro out of a necessity in her own life. Along with her business partner, Taylor, they built the brand with the hope that we all can rethink how we talk about our sexual health issues, how we support each other in wellness, and how we understand our bodies. Today, we're chatting with Lindsay about healing parents' bodies naturally postpartum and how Momotaro products can help this process. So much happens to our bodies after childbirth, whether we've had a vaginal birth or a cesarean birth, and caring for our bodies before and after is vital. And caring for our bodies before and after is vital. Let's welcome Lindsay to learn more. Hi, Lindsay. We're so excited to have you on our podcast, Chick Chat. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here today. I'm really excited to chat with you today. Yes, same here. To start off, we always like to learn a little bit more about our guests. So Lindsay, can you tell us a bit more about your personal healing experience and what inspired you to start Momotaro? Yeah, of course. So my name's Lindsay Wynn. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Momotaro Apotheca, and we are a certified organic vaginal and vulva wellness company. That might sound like a lot, but um, we traditionally make products that compete in what people think of as the feminine care space. So we address bacterial vaginosis, yeast infections, UTIs, postpartum care, kind of the stuff that people don't really talk about. And and really the reason for that is is because I myself was going through my own issues and nobody would talk about it. So not to get too down and dirty, but um, essentially I had sex in a hot spring. Sounds hot, but highly do not recommend for vaginal health with my partner. And it sent me into a vaginal health tailspin. I got a yeast infection, which then turned into BV, which turned into a UTI and uh, you know, eventually even into kidney infections that sent me to the hospital. So my personal experience was was really the basis for this brand and and beyond creating topical products, we wanted to address the issue as a whole. Um, the industry itself doesn't have products that are traditionally used prophylactically. It's all post-acute care. If you're symptomatic, um, you're like, oh, I finally have a yeast infection. Now I have to get a monostat or I'm already feeling in pain. What can I do? And so we figured we could create products that were efficacious and would start stop an infection before it even started. Well, thank you so much for sharing uh, your story and being so open with us because you're so right. This is a topic that a lot of people don't feel comfortable sharing, but they're so grateful whenever someone does speak up because they're like, oh my gosh, I'm not the only one who's experiencing these things. And here's a solution that I can look into and get some help. So thank you so much for sharing all of that. Yeah, I think I think sharing is is one of our greatest tools and and that piece is really such a impactful part of my journey is that I felt so much shame and and we really as people do not need to feel shame around these issues because they are so incredibly common. Absolutely, absolutely. And just for myself, I'm curious, what made you decide like I'm going to call I'm going to name this Momotaro? Yeah, so a part of that is like I think we can all agree that if you've gone into this quote-unquote fem care aisle or if you've bought products for your vulva or your vagina there's often these really like fluffy names around them and sometimes they're <laughs> like a little too like 
you know, make your vagina smell like a rose or some are like kind of offensive, like super clean coochie, whatever. And I'm just like, this is not what I want to put near my vagina. I don't, this doesn't make me feel sexy. It doesn't make me feel safe. What can I do that is actually non-associative? So um, my business partner and I were trying to come up with words that didn't sound like anything. And we created this kind of string of things based on books we were reading and family experience. And that's how we came up with the name. That's so cool. And so organic. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And Lindsay, can you tell us about the whole process of creating Momotaro and your products? What was that like? Yeah. So to kind of continue on that story from my, my first infection, and, and it really truly was my first infection at 27. I had had no, or I guess maybe 28, I had no experience um, with vulvovaginal care and these issues um, as recurrent issues. And so I was going to the drugstore, I was going to the doctor and um, I couldn't find any sort of relief or it would be temporary relief. And it was exhausting, not only physically, but emotionally it ended up affecting my relationship and my mental health. Like you don't feel good, you know, your body, and then you feel bad about yourself because you're embarrassed. And so, um, I feel really lucky. My background is in you know, photography and creative brand building. I worked in the beauty industry for 10 years before this. And then my business partner, his background is in biology and sustainability. And we're like, let's do this. So we actually started Momotaro by cooking products in our kitchen. I unfortunately turned myself into this like vaginal wellness DIY rabbit, which is so embarrassing. Like if you can Google it, I have done it. (laughs) Highly do not recommend the garlic up the vagina or the green tea vulva mask. Like that stuff is not sustainable for a woman in the 21st century, right? Right. And so we began to cherry pick these ideas and things um, from products that maybe were soothing or had the antimicrobial like properties that we wanted to address infection. And we like wanted to make this super product. So we we started plugging and playing and we developed our first formula over the course of um, probably about two years. Oh, wow. So that there was definitely so much time and testing and trial until you figured, and what was that first product? Your first one? It was the salve. It, it was. was. It was the salve, which is still our hero product. This product, like I said, we were just on a photo shoot. Like has the ability to stop a yeast infection in its tracks. Like, you know, and that's an incredible thing, right? Like, cause anybody who's gone through recurrent issues and I hate to say this, but like knows the tingle, you wake up and you're like, Oh God, I had sex last night and I'm in pain and I'm a little itchy or I had too many drinks and you know, the amount of sugar we put in our bodies affects us. And I, I'm feeling off. Like I think so many people can, can identify with that. And this is a product to address that issue before it becomes a full-blown yeast infection or full-blown BV. That's so cool. You guys who are listening, I have the sap right in front of me and smelling it. It smells so just like clean and fresh, not like, not like manufactured soap and whatever, but like just natural and really light. And when I put it on my skin, it is really light and just so yummy. So, and Again, we've tested all of these products and totally agree. Like it's not going to irritate anything. It's very soothing and comforting and like feels natural for your body. Yeah, and that's that's a big part of of our ethos is that these products are working with your body, not against right. them. And and traditional 
femcare and just to the people who are listening, we actually don't use that word. Um, we, we tend to use non-gendered language just to help level the playing field, help people talk about their bodies in anatomically correct ways and, and help even our partners be able to talk about them and understand them better. But in going, the approach that we took is like each ingredient was specifically chosen based on in vitro studies for what it does. There's echinacea to address micro tearing or postpartum care to help your body heal. There is calendula that is going to help soothe. These are all, you know, clinically studied ingredients, um, as well as organ grape and golden seal. All of these things are doing something. There is literally nothing in this product that is not doing something for the issues that we are addressing. That is amazing. And I love that. Something that you brought up, Lindsay, that I think a lot of people can relate to is when they have an issue like this, they immediately think, oh, I need to go to the doctor. And usually the first thing that is prescribed to you is an antibiotic. And, you know, antibiotics are often like I'm saying the first line of defense. Why do you think natural healing is so important? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I think it's so important. And, and this, uh, I will start with just kind of a you know, disclaimer is that we are not an organic and natural company that does not believe in Western medicine and antibiotics. Like if you get a kidney infection, you need an antibiotic. There are incredible advances made by science that we support. We just know that there's more than that too. We don't have to go there um, right off the bat. And, and, and a lot of those reasons for us are are specifically because of uh, the way our gut and vaginal microbiome work together, right? So you take this big, intense antibiotic, and not only is it killing the bad bacteria, but it's also killing the good bacteria, which uh, statistically makes you more susceptible to recurrent infections. So if you're one of those people that had a yeast infection and, you know, took whatever your doctor may have prescribed you and then found yourself getting them again, it's because your body wasn't back at at its baseline it was it was below the fold right you mm-hmm. you didn't even have the good lactobacillus which is why we create products like the probiotic to help keep your gut and vaginal microbiome so that you're not totally depleting it and i think that's something people that they don't understand that these products are are really really harsh and very very intense and so i think the first line of defense is something that can address um, say a, a microbial issue naturally, right? Like these two ingredients, like I mentioned, golden seal and organ grape specifically address these infections and they work, which is wild before yeah. you have to get there, you know? Right, right. And sometimes you do, but like if you're somebody who gets these infections recurrently or has recurrent issues, like, you know, why, why go to the doctor? Why spend the copay if you, if you can understand it yourself and, and do something ahead of time? For sure. Yeah. And I agree with you that why not try something like this first before getting to that level? Because maybe that's unnecessary for, you know, the issue that you're experiencing. Yeah. I I think there are, we say a lot in this business that there's a lot of wells that lead to the same river and like, whether it's, it's postpartum care and like an episiotomy or Mm. micro tearing from sex or, uh, inflammation from even your cycle, like you don't have to be uncomfortable. And these products are working with your body before, before you're in like extreme pain or before you get the infection. It's just like taking a vitamin sometimes or, mm-hmm. a or using moisturizer. Like these things should be more, more commonplace in our daily care. 
And I'm so glad how we're, how we're having this discussion. You're making it sound as it should be na- like natural, like just how we have things for our face and our skincare. Like why can't we have this natural, real conversation about our vagina and our vulva and have those, those products on our dresser counter. No problem. You know what I mean? So I'm really, I'm really loving this conversation and hoping that people will recognize like, this is just a part of, this should be like a part of our routine care. Um, and there's nothing to be ashamed of or like embarrassed by when talking about these things. No, not at all. And, and that's, it's such a good point that you make that we shouldn't be embarrassed and they should be able to be on our shelves, which is another reason why we exist. We wanted to make very clean looking, elegant products. Yes. Again, I have them right here. And I was like, they're just beautiful. And it's not like, again, like you said before, like squeaky clean vajayjay or whatever they're called. (laughs) Like it's just clean and beautiful. And you have no idea you know, if this is for your face or for your vulva. <laughs> oh my gosh. And, and like uh, we use, I use them all over my body. If I choose yeah. one product to bring with me, it's like my own, because again, there's certified organic natural ingredients. These products can travel across your body safely, but back to the stigma and the embarrassment combo, like this, this is so important that we understand our bodies from pain to pleasure. And, right. and all of these things are connected. And if you can't you know, if you can go into the bedroom in sexy lingerie and like have this wild time with your partner, you should also be able to talk to them and be like, hey, we just had really crazy drunk sex and now my vagina hurts. Big fucking deal. Excuse my language, but like this is this is the most intimate part of your body with your most intimate partner. Like let's let's be really realistic. It only advances the conversation and the ability to connect further truly like yeah. i see this all day long with all of our you know customers they're like wow like i talked to my partner that pain from penetration is a thing for me and he never knew and i was like yeah and now he's so mindful of me i have all this foreplay and it's just like <laughs> and especially for i feel like our listeners can really relate to postpartum mm-hmm. then the postpartum intimacy and yeah. the issues that we experience after birth and recognizing like oh my gosh my vagina maybe needs a little TLC after going through all of that <laughs> having a baby even c-section uh parents who you know have had a baby and realizing oh wow yeah just because my baby didn't exit that way mm-hmm. i still need to care for myself in this way so just that self-care reminder. Again, I just appreciate this conversation and had to mention that before I jump to my next question. So Lindsay, so we're saying obviously vaginal health issues, we're talking about they've been taboo and yet they're very common. What are the most common ailments you see associated with postpartum bodies? That's Gosh, I mean, there's so many. And again, like we said, these issues are pervasive. One in three people with vaginas has bacterial vaginosis right now. Every single person with a vagina has hormonal changes, every single one. So that's puberty to menopause to, of course, like our birthing years when you're Mm -hmm. going through massive hormonal shifts when you are getting pregnant. And then, of course, postpartum. My postpartum, well, not postpartum, but I've 
post a post pregnancy body is very different than my pre pregnant body. And so a lot of people and I would say some of the most common issues are vaginal dryness, especially in the later years as as you're, you know, premenopausal, those are really important things. And so with that comes tons of micro tearing. If you're not as lubricated as norm as as maybe you usually were or you're not familiar with using lube, which makes us more susceptible to infection. So having um, some sort of vaginal moisturizer that's going to help your body soothe and stay hydrated is very important. Um, even if you're not looking to have some sort of intercourse with a partner, this is something that people use a lot for in the like, I would say upper mid thirties to yeah, premenopausal customer. We use this all the time on, you know, post-vaginal birthing customers for a lot of them are using it on their urethra in like when they're peeing. Cause they're like, this is so, uh, so painful to pee, mm-hmm. um, is a big one for us. And I guess urethra and, and in their vulva in general to protect it. Um, and to help those as soon as your doctor okays it, um, post episiotomies, and those are kind of the big ones, like the postpartum care for comfort. And, and we use the word comfort care to help mm-hmm. your body heal, to help your body feel, um, just really to feel better. We talk a lot about like vulva massage. And when you apply the salve in particular, you're helping stimulate blood flow to your vulva, which is going to help the skin and the body heal. And then, of course, you're bringing these really nutrient-dense ingredients to that part of your body as well. So helpful and so cool. How would you recommend with these ailments, how how would you recommend treating them? You already mentioned the salve naturally. And what does that healing process, what does that healing process look like when you're using it? Like how often should you use it? Like what's that whole process look like? Yeah. So it totally depends, which is, which is really fun, right? Since this is a natural organic product, you really can't overdo it, which is awesome. Um, the, and I say that's the like, Fast acting and active ingredients are actually suspended in a lipid layer. So your body is still very protected from these um, ingredients that are are really, quote unquote, doing the work, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, So you can apply this, I mean, five times a day if you really need to. But for some people, that's how it starts. They're like, I am really uncomfortable. I'm feeling itchy. I'm feeling inflamed, especially the itchiness that people don't realize through healing is a big part of it. Um, The salve is very topically cooling. And it's just like, oh, great, I'm itchy, I'm irritated, I don't want to deal with that right now because I'm healing at the same time is a really beautiful thing to have. And then you're like, cool, applying and on my way. Um, And so, yeah, I usually recommend people start with about three times a day, like a morning, afternoon, and night, um, take away or add to as needed. It's really about your own comfort. um, And generally, I find that people then adapt into this as a daily ritual. Nobody's like, our return customer rate on the SAV is absurd. It's like 80%. People are like, oh my gosh, I didn't know I needed this until I needed it. And I was like, yeah, it's not, this isn't like kale. You like feel the difference. It's not just like this idea of doing something for my body. You can actually feel it. And so everybody's, and everybody's healing journey is very different, right? Like, and so it's hard to speak specifically, right? This isn't a magic potion that's going to make things look different or change your journey as a human being. And that's all part of it. It's just like feeling yourself, getting to know yourself, feeling more comfortable and more confident, all the things. 
which don't we all want like in life, please? Yes. (laughs) Yes, please. Yeah. (laughs) Amazing. And so we've talked a lot about the salve. So now I want you to tell me a little bit about your other products and how you would use them. And specifically for our listeners who are, you know, pregnant, just had a baby, that sort of thing. Totally. Yeah. So in general, you know, like, like I said, we started with this one key product as the salve and, and we know like vaginal health is not one size fits all, nor are the products that we need for our bodies. So we're really trying to create a a well-rounded grouping of products that will help people uh, address the needs in ways that are comfortable for them. So the tonic was the second product we created. And this product was originally created to put in the bath actually, because a lot of soaps, um, and, you know, bath products contain fragrance and products that are actually very drying and irritating. So that product was initially goes into the bath, which is really great. And depending on what your doctor says, or, you know, post stitches six, depending on what it is, six to eight weeks. And obviously a lot of people can't uh, bathe directly after, after childbirth, vaginal childbirth. This is a really great product for like three to six months down the road. Right. And like getting in the bath, helping your skin rejuvenate, um, you know, ha- feeling that in this warm water, it's very soothing. It has, a, it's a very neutral smell, maybe not neutral, but not heavily like bright and sugary fragrances. It's got a lot You're of- You're right. It's very mm-hmm. subtle, very subtle. Sandalwood and orange oil, like very, very nice. Um, this product is also used as a spot treatment. So a lot of, um, like if you're getting ingrowns or like any sort of hormonal acne, we deal with lichen sclerosis as well as, you know, a lot of people that just, you know, have hormonal changes and a lot of like ingrown hairs and things like that um, arise that can be applied to the skin and pelvic area as well topically. Um, the third product I think you have sitting there is the hydrosol. Um, the hydrosol has become like one of one of my favorite products for everyday use. And this is something people are packing in their, um, like in their bags to go to the hospital. It's very cooling and refreshing and spraying it while they're going through their contractions. It's helping you relax. It has good like skin regeneration properties. But this was a product that we actually created because the two first I mentioned are oil-based products. Um, and not everybody wants a heavily intense high viscosity product that their skin on their skin all day long. If you want to throw this into your gym bag as a fast on the go, again, it has all of those same beautiful things that are antimicrobial and soothing. Um, This is a full body body product, like post beach, post, you know, like I said, bringing it in your hospital bag. Um, When you're going through like the hot flashes, and again, it's all about those hormonal changes this product is like my go-to light and bright hydrosol. Yeah. I could see like spritzing this all over and just like, I, I'm reading the back here, rose, lavender, rosemary, orange blossom, coconut, castor. I mean, ugh, yum. So yeah. yeah. And, and really light. And like you said, I, I get it. Like with the salve, it is you know, all of them oil-based minus this one, the hydrosol, mm-hmm. which is really nice. Yeah. Yeah. And so just having, having a range, right? Like that product was created specifically for me for like post yoga. Cause like yeah. even yoga, like, you know, mm. you're sweaty, your body's irritated. It's like, 
I found that that was a trigger for me, especially I live in New York City. So like getting on the subway and like yucky wet yoga clothes was not an option for me. Just want to keep things healthy. And then um, I know you're a doula. The A lot of people pack their doula bags for massage with tonic and or our body oil. That makes sense. That makes sense. And again, that these I'm saying like, oh, I could even spray this on my face, but I know that this is meant for my nether region. So it's nice mm-hmm. to know that it's like safe for my whole body, which is so yep. cool. I love that. So we're saying, you know, every postpartum body has different needs. You were telling me all the different things that you've seen the ailments, um, you know, for people coming to your to to you guys specifically. How do you recommend parents choose which products are right for their body and their specific healing process? Yeah, I think, I think the best, and I, I, this applies to all things you buy. What are you going to use? What is the most useful to you? Like, do are you an oils person? Are you a, you know, hydrosol spray person? Are you someone that doesn't want to touch your vulva every single day? You know, mm-hmm. like that's, that's something. Um, and, and a side note, if you are, someone that doesn't want to touch their vulva every day, maybe you should unpack that (laughs) and think about that, right? Because maybe we need to, right? That's a good exercise. Um, Find the products that you connect with. If something you love and it makes you feel special, especially in the world right now, like I think those things are so important. You know, do something that makes you feel beautiful. Use a product that makes you feel good. The, you know, the, the psychology behind that is, sometimes I think just as powerful as the product itself, which is very, very powerful. But yeah, start small. The salve is the go-to for everything. This is our, like, if you need an, if, yeah, it is truly the gateway drug. Like, you know, we could get into the metrics of it, but yeah, once you start, we just see our customers be like, oh my gosh, I need all the things. That's so great. That's so great. And for yeah. people, I'm wondering for people who have had a baby, you know, we we all know that the postpartum time can be just overwhelming for so many different reasons. Mm-hmm. How do you recommend parents prioritize their healing process and making it a part of their routine? Because once you have this little life that really depends on you, you're like, oh my gosh, but I'm feeling all these kind of things. It's, it can be tough to realize that, yes, I need to eat and shower and all this stuff, but also, hmm, I'm a little different now, now that I've had this baby. Like, yeah. How do you recommend parents prioritize their healing process? Oh my gosh, this is, we ask, we get this question a lot. Like, how do I do this? I don't have time. And like, yes. that's fair. Just like generally speaking to all the people out there, you have so many massive changes happening all at once that like my general first recommendation is is plan before the baby comes. Like, like they say, right? You're like, oh, but like, if you can, if you can think about that, there's one thing for, for hopefully people who are, are pre-partum, they're like, okay, I'm going to get this thing and I'm going to be mindful and I'm going to put it in, I'm going to put this salve or I'm going to put this tonic next to my bedside table and I'm going to have one minute a day where I, where I have one ritual that's for me, for myself, or maybe it's in your, in your bathroom, right? And, and this is what I do before I shower or after I shower, et cetera. But like those small, those small changes are, are really, are really the best way to make something into a ritual. And a, and a sustainable change. I think in general, we have these astronomical views of what our wellness should look like and should feel like. And that's not realistic, not even in pre-baby life, let alone post-baby life where everything gets thrown out the door that if you can try and set yourself up for success and like 
write yourself a note that's like, take three deep breaths every time I go pee and you know what, apply the salve to my vulva and like feel it. And that's something that's going to make me feel sexy for like even just a second to know that I'm taking care of myself. That has a lot of power and it has a lot of power day over day. Yeah. Like create something tiny microscopic. We, we don't diet nor, nor really should we, but we don't exercise because there's this huge barrier to entry that it has to be this big thing. And that's not real. And it's not realistic. One small change a day is insanely impactful for our mental and physical health. You're right. And I think, I don't know where we got in this whole idea that, you know, self-care has to be this big old, I'm reserving an hour of my time and I need to do all, you know, all this. It's just little things can Mm -hmm. really accumulate and make the biggest difference in our lives. And Whenever it can also not only help us you know, mentally, but physically too. Mm-hmm. That's just so cool because you'll start seeing, you'll feel it, you'll see it. The, the changes, they add up. And, and I agree. I'm so glad that you're sharing that with uh, your, your customers and your audience too. I, I mean, think about how insignificant applying eye cream is every day, <laughs> right? right? <laughs> but we do it and it takes four seconds and you're like, I'm doing this because it's going to make me beautiful tomorrow. And like our mental, physical, and sexual health should be prioritized that way as well, especially post-baby. You are not just a vessel for birthing. You are a sexy, badass person. Amen. And just like you're worried about your (laughs) your tired eyes and putting that that cream around your eye for puffiness, do Mm -hmm. the same for your vulva. It's puffy after having that baby. Like, let's put some love there, you know? You just made a human with your body. It's pretty fantastic. Congratulate yourself and your uterus and your vagina and your vulva. Like, why? It's it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Love that. Okay. So even beyond postpartum, sexual and vaginal wellness is extremely important. And what types of habits do you recommend to be proactive in caring for your bodies? I love that little, that you were already saying, just like little things right before bed. Is is there anything that we should also do or maybe shouldn't do to, to make sure that we're caring for our bodies? Totally. This I could go on and on, but re- like a few good, easy starter tips, right? Everybody says this, drink a ton of water. Your right. water is your best friend. It is the, one of the most impactful things we can do is, by, is stay hydrated. Um, we, I highly recommend if you're somebody that struggles with vaginal health to take a probiotic. Mm-hmm. Um, we sell a clinically researched probiotic for your gut immune and vaginal health, which is really important. So we want to pack a bigger punch there. But again, we do so many things that affect our our general gut health, whether it's the food we eat or alcohol or even stress has such a, a huge fa- uh, factor on our vaginal health. Um, add a probiotic in. It's a great, easy thing to do. You take it with the rest of your medication. Um, Vaginal health, sleeping naked. I know this is hard for some people. Oh my gosh! How don't you just like to bundle up and get like get it really cold and bundle though, Lindsay? What's wrong with you? Oh my god! I am. I I hate to admit this. I am a. I am a nude sleeper through and through now. Once I started, I couldn't stop because now I feel tangled. <laughs> like I'm like, oh my God. And also I live in this old loft in Brooklyn that like they control my heat. It's a million degrees in here. So I'm oh. like, 
Well, yeah. Then, yeah. That makes sense. Because <laughs> my husband puts the freaking AC down to like negative four and I'm yeah. like, I am freezing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So my suggestion there would be like, if you can like put your socks on and your sweater and a big shirt, but um, having constricting fabrics close to our vulvas overnight um, is really hard just because oftentimes those our underwear are not 100% organic and it's hard to breathe. And so it creates sweat and, you know, different bacteria and can increase the chance of infection. I always suggest this and people often have a really are like, oh, wow, I didn't realize that that would make a, such a big difference. But I'm now going to interject. What do you say to people who say, but the vagina is like a naturally cleaning, self-cleaning part of the body? What do you say to that? Because Why, yeah, because you're like worried about discharge coming out in the night, or, or I don't know. Yeah, like I, I guess, but like no, the, the, if there, is, I, I I know that I personally have been told like, oh well, the vagina is a naturally cleaning uh, part of the body. You don't need it to is. like douche and do all of this kind of stuff. And so, what would you say to those kind of people? Oh my gosh, I absolutely love this question because I'm like, ooh, yay. I know the vagina is self-cleaning, but it is not self-fulfilling. Just because your vagina cleans itself doesn't mean it's comfortable all the time. Like <laughs> right. that's you know, like that's okay. Like we our products in particular, and we actually nobody in my company would recommend that you douche ever. Um, you don't need to put foreign objects up your vaginal canal, right? And we already do that, whether it's a penis or a toy or a tampon. Um, and we know those things can be problematic, right? You put a penis, a semen is not pH balanced. It can send our, you know, microbiome into a tailspin. Same with tampons and latex condoms or whatever it may be. So like your vagina, which is, and for some people not to get into it is your vaginal canal. This is the inside of your body that connects the outside of your vulva. And yeah, don't, don't put things in there. And you, it does, it cleans, you know, dead skin cells, mucus, bacteria, all these things that, that it's a very, very important part of our body, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that they're still not infection. If you have an infection, like sometimes it'll clear itself up, but sometimes it won't and you need help. And like, let's all ask for help when we need it. That's my other like takeaway. Like y'all, we don't, we don't, don't be the hero. Yeah. Do not be the hero. Ask for the help, apply the salve, feel better and get on with your day. We don't have to be constantly debilitated by these issues that plague almost every single person with a vagina, right? Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. just your vulva can be itchy and inflamed, but saying my vagina self cleans doesn't change that. <laughs> I like, I'm sorry. I don't know. Does that make sense? It does. I just wanted to address it for anyone who was listening and saying, well, I don't do anything with my vagina because it's a self cleaning part of my body and I don't need to do anything, you know? So I wanted to address that just in case someone's like, oh, I, you know, I'm, I'm fine. I don't, I don't need to, you know what I mean? Okay. And here's my, to this person, I know you're listening. I'm so happy for you that your vagina is self-cleaning and fully regulated and perfect, but not everybody's is. And like, that is so common, you know, 60% of people with vaginas will get a yeast infection. 40 to 50% of those people will have a recurrent infection. One in three people have BV. Like, 
I mean, the issues are expansive. Even like say you have endometriosis and PCOS and you're taking other medication that affects your vagina. Again, our gut is connected to our vaginal microbiome. And so whatever you put in there is affecting it. And like, I appreciate that comment. I get it. And and it's very important. Do not douche. You don't need to put anything in your vagina to try and make it smell better or taste better. Like vaginas should taste like vaginas. They should smell like vaginas. And I'm sorry, but these are the kind of things we deal with when people are asking us. And But it's okay if you're uncomfortable and it's okay if you have an issue and there are ways to address it that are natural and organic before you go to the doctor. And, you know, amazing if 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 you can and then if you can't it's okay go to the doctor and and we have again we don't need to turn this into a medical chat but um <laughs> no shame yeah yeah okay and i totally interjected because i was like wait i know that there's someone listening being like why do i need you know what i mean so i had to i had to bring that up so you were saying though also before all the different, uh, all the different tips. Um, and oh, yeah. you're saying sleeping naked. And I was like, wait, I bundle because I'm freezing. Um, and you're <laughs> saying, well, I'm not. And da, da, da. So what other, what other tips do you have? Okay. We did drink water, sleep naked, take a probiotic. Um, the food you eat is also very important, obviously, but that kind of goes along with your gut health. People who deal with these issues pervasively sometimes go in the candida diet. So if you do have a lot of itching, irritation, and inflammation, um, a lot of people look for a gluten-free, lactose-free, sugar-free diet. Um, if This is for people specifically if you are dealing with things recurrently. I had to cut all alcohol and sugar out of my system for about 30 days to deal with my issues alongside you know, all of the other things I was doing. Um, that felt very important to me. I, of course, always pee after sex. People that are also intensely – and oh God, this is so interesting – to talk about because people who are postpartum often have new hormonal changes and sensitivities. And if you are not trying to get pregnant, I often recommend not having people, um, if you have a male partner with penis to come in you, uh, semen is a very different pH than our vaginal microbiome and can be very irritating. So that is available using condoms. And I'm sorry, that's probably a little extreme, but in the, it's something to be noted because a lot a lot of people are triggered by sex and they don't know why. Mm. And it's often it's often from semen um, and also micro tearing through penetration. So that's another thing. Also, I would recommend if you have uh, if sex is a trigger and you have a lot of pain during sex, think about your micro tearing. Think about creating new narratives around sex on what you want and what like feels pleasurable, so you don't get yourself to like an infection point. Penetration is really hard for a lot of people. Yeah. And that is such helpful tips. Do you recommend someone then see like a physical therapist for a pelvic floor kind of thing also in that situation? Yeah, we work with lots of different um, pelvic floor therapists and depending on what it may be that like if you are having pelvic pain or pain from penetration, there's a lot of different options there. And this obviously goes into a whole nother thing, but dilators, um, I don't sure no one has said this on your podcast, but like sex pillows <laughs> that are created for very specific um, angles and things like that. And, and that kind of, that stuff ends up uh, having a pretty big role on our vaginal health. Um, so just having a, think about what your holistic view of your wellness around your sexual health is. What feels good? What doesn't? Um, that is the, that is the rule of thumb. Do not I mean, you're, unless you have like the most evolved friends on the face of the planet, which like I do, but I'm surrounded by sexual health folks, you know, like 
not the friend that says vaginal, the vagina self-cleaning isn't maybe the person to chat with, or maybe you need to talk to them about why it's different, but like look inward, what works for you? What do you feel? We always tell people like, well, or they always ask us, what is normal? And I'm like, hold the phone. What is your normal? Right. right. I, yeah. I know I'm very irritated during my cycle and it's, it's usually for about the five days leading up, you know, when I'm like PMSing and stuff, I'm just really like inflamed and irritated. And like, that's my normal, unfortunately. And, and everybody has that balance. You know, we could get into why the cycle, you know, blood is also a different pH than your vaginal microbiome. So it can be irritating. Yeah. That makes Very sense. Common. Yeah. That makes sense. Thank you for sharing all of this. And <laughs> Lindsay, obviously we can go on talking about all of this, <laughs> but I want to know for people who are like, okay, I am interested and I want to learn more and how do I get started? Are there any resources that you recommend that our listeners look into to learn more about natural healing postpartum? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, one, we have a massive blog. We, if you want to learn about anything super radical to super normal, we really cover it all. As I'm sure you've noticed in this phone conversation, we talk about everything from pain to pleasure, but postpartum care is really, really important to us. And we've been doing a ton of work on creating more inclusive educational materials to talk about the fourth trimester, the stuff that isn't really spoken about that's what's what happens after you have this baby. And so I, I definitely recommend taking a look at our blog. The internet is a beautiful place. We're very lucky um, to work with y'all. Um, of course, you are a wealth of information. Um, but yeah, look us up on Instagram. We answer everything personally, actually, the chat bot on our website is a real human being, um, Amazing. which is very fun. And this is kind of a nuanced one. But your doctor works for you. That is my thing. Find the practitioner, the doula, the midwife that feels good and and responds to your specific needs, birthing plans, and postpartum care ideas. Like having those plans set in place and, and a system of people that understand who you are and what you need um, is a really, really good place to start because the professionals that you identify with are really going to, um, I think, just help you learn and, and expand your knowledge in ways that like, don't feel, you're not going to hit that wall, you know, you're like, Oh yes, this feels good. I want to keep going and it'll help you learn and grow and, you know, do all the things. That's amazing. And I, cause I was just going to ask you, do you have any final thoughts or advice for our listeners? That's already an amazing <laughs> piece of <laughs> advice and tip, but is there anything else that you want to leave us with, um, with our discussion? Gosh, of course my big one is we want people to be empowered to take care of themselves and feel confident and feel excited at all phases, right? From mm -hmm. puberty to, you know, our birthing years to menopause. Like I want people to know that this is like, you know, the issues you may face, good, bad, pain to pleasure are super, super normal. Like, and, and it's okay to talk about them. And, and it really does empower it powers your own healing journey to just take ownership over that. And granted, that's that's something that takes time and you never arrive at being fully healed. And whether that's your physical body or your identity, it's always something that you're going to carry with you. Birthing is traumatic and, and 
and you care. I think people know and realize we carry trauma with us. And so honor yourself, be mindful, listen to yourself, listen to your needs, create those practices. Don't feel embarrassed. Talk to your partner. And if people are shaming you or making you feel like shit, I'm sorry to end this way, but kick them to the curb. (laughs) (laughs) That is, I mean, legit advice. And I appreciate that because I mean, for real, if we're harboring any of that negativity and if you're surrounding yourself with that, I couldn't agree more. And that that was just, that was awesome. Thank you so much, Lindsay. This is great. And and for our listeners, where where can they find you? Yes. Yeah. So you can look us up on our website at momotaroapotheca.com. I'm sure it'll be linked in this um, episode, yes. the spelling's a bit of a mouthful. Um, and our handle is love Momotaro. Um, and again, reach out. We are very personal. We are a small team and, um, we know that it takes more than just one opinion to create products and a system to, to address these issues and to take it forward. So we love to hear from our customers and people that, that want to know more or have an issue. They're like, Hey, talk about this. We often create content and research. So reach out. I love it. I love it. This was fantastic and so interesting, Lindsay. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for sharing your amazing products and knowledge on natural healing with all of us. This, again, this information has been helpful for me. I'm sure our listeners will feel the same way, especially as we think about postpartum healing. So thank you. Amazing. It's my pleasure and um, hope to chat again. And and thank you again for having us. Of course. Absolutely. And for our listeners out there to learn more about Momotaro, visit them online. As Lindsay said, momotaroapotheca.com. I'm going to spell that for you. M-O-M-O-T-A-R-O-A-P-O-T-H-E-C-A.com. We're going to have this all listed in our podcast details. And you can visit them on Instagram at lovemomotaro. Our team will be posting today's episode on Baby Chick's Facebook page. So if you have any questions or comments about our discussion, please share them with us in the comments. And as always, if you haven't already, please subscribe to Chick Chat, the Baby Chick podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us an honest review. Cheers to healing naturally postpartum.